Hey mamas! I'm Jess. I'm Erica. And I'm Melissa. And today on our episode we have Luisa. Welcome, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How's your time during these um, weird time? We've, we've spent a lot of time as a family and so we've enjoyed it quite a lot. How many kids do you have? I've got three and my husband's got two. So we've got five in total. My son's 14, my daughter's 10 and my baby's five months. Oh, five months. Literally still tiny where you can still hold them and they won't try to escape from you. Has it been difficult? No, actually it's been really good because like the, ch- the kids help me out a lot. My daughter especially, she, she wants to be like a little mummy kind of thing. She wants to do everything for him. She wants to feed him. She wants to dress him, bath him, everything. Yeah, I guess that, yeah, that is a good age, actually, because they're even old enough to, like, even make their own food, right? <laughs> I'm still trying to establish when can I teach my kid to, like, make me breakfast. <laughs> well, to be honest, right now, my, my 14-year-old, he's, he's making snacks. He's making uh, a Hawaiian bread. So he's making dinner kind of thing for everybody. I can't wait for that moment, to be honest. But my kids can finally take me breakfast to bed. Mama's Code. We wanted to talk about, you know, discipline and what it's like further down, because obviously we're all very new and we're all at different stages. So Erica will be telling us, oh, I did this to Joel. Joel is her eldest, so... He, he came up with this story today and, you know, she will tell us about her frustrations and then, but obviously you have to discipline them. Say you've got three different kids, like has that changed with your teenager to your 10 year old? And We're at three different stages. So we've got a teenager, a child and a baby. So the discipline works in different ways. With Santi, Santi's my oldest, he's 14 and is a bit more of, negotiating now with him with Hayley she's not she's not been so bad I think she saw how hard her brother had it so she probably said to herself I'm not going to be that stupid and (laughs) going to get myself in so much trouble like he does and well with the baby even though he's a baby I I speak firm with him like no no I said like you're not going to do that and I put like a serious face and he's five months and he gets it but it's been a struggle, especially with my son, because he's, um, he was, when at a very early age, he was four and he was diagnosed with ADHD. Uh, we didn't know what it was at the beginning. We didn't know how to deal with it. It was, it was challenging because like, I didn't want to go anywhere because he would touch and he would go everywhere. And it was embarrassing kind of thing in a way. And I was brought up very Colombian. And a mí me pegaron, yo pegué. But now in this century, this world right now, like discipline is like, no, can do. You cannot discipline your children. So it's been quite hard. So I think it helped whilst he was younger. And he says that I take things to extreme kind of thing, because like when he was, he must have been around 10 and he stole a little, a little toy from a, from, from a shop <laughs> and I took him to the police station. He oh, got, wow. he got arrested. Uh, they Stop. they put him in a cell. Oh my gosh! I don't know if we've got time to tell you that the whole story. Yeah, kind of I think we do. I'm I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what it was is we're Christians and we go to church. So we were on our way to church, but I picked them up from school 
So how are they? How old are they when they're in year six? Ten, eleven. Yeah, yeah something like that. Oh, so we went McDonald's and then we went into Peacocks. And then he's like, mommy, mommy, comprame esto. And I was like, no, you've just been to McDonald's. I'm not going to buy you whatever you want kind of thing. He's like, oh, but mommy, it was, a, it was like a little thing that vibrated. And then he said to me, mommy, pero solamente un pound. And I said, well, it could be 50p, mate. I'm, you're not going to get it. And then we went to church. And then, like, I could see he was fidgeting and showing his friends and something in his pockets. And then I said, what do you have? And then he said to me, nada. And then I put my hand in his pocket. And then I said, what's this? And then he said, I found it on the bus. And then I said to him, tras de mentiroso ladrón. Like, mate, I'm not having it. So then I started, ay, señor, yo que hago? Like, how am I going to teach this boy a lesson? The service finished and I said to my husband, we have to go to the police station. Because I he was stealing. And then he was like, really? Like, <laughs> you're taking him to the police station? What did he steal? And I said, a little toy. He's like, mi amor. We went to Arnold's Grove and it was close. And then we went to Tottenham Hill police station and it was closed. And I was like, is this a sign I shouldn't take him? I said, okay, last one. And then I took him to Edmonton. <laughs> and then, and as soon as he saw the police, he froze. I couldn't move him. My husband had to get off the car and help me push him into the police station because he was stuck there. We were waiting and waiting and they wouldn't serve us. And then I was like, ah. I was like, is this another sign? And then as soon as I, w- I was going to make up my mind, I was like, what am I going to do? So like, is this the right thing to do? I don't know what to do. And then I was like, no, yeah, let's go for it. So I walked up to her and she said, he was crying his eyes out. His oh. eyes out. He was like, mommy, perdóname. I will never do it again, mommy, please. I was like, okay, Santi, I know you're never going to do it again, but this is what happens to los ladrones. This is where they end up. And then my husband just kept looking at me. He's like, is, this, is she doing this for real? <laughs> the lady said to me, uh, how can I help you? And I said, oh, um, it's just I'm here to teach my son a lesson. And he stole this. She looked over and she said, who's your son? I said, the one that's sitting over there. And she's like, don't you think you've taught him a lesson enough? Look at him. He's crying. I said, nope, I don't think it's enough. And then she said to me, well, I'm sorry, I can't do anything. I said, OK, when my son is 15 today, he steals a little hex bug. It's nothing. And um, there's no consequence. Tomorrow he'll steal something bigger. Then he won't get caught. And then when he's 16, he'll steal something bigger. Don't come knocking on my door because mm-hmm. I will tell you to F off because when I look for help, you didn't help me. And then she called this guy up and then he said, uh, she, she said to her, what happens? And I started explaining the situation to him. And he said, do you know what? I'm going to help you because it's true what you're saying. And I wish there was more moms like you. I'm not going to lie. It was this big guy, like. He was muscly and he had like this very deep voice. And then he said, what's his name? And I said, his name's Santi. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's Santiago. Santi's like, when we're happy, Santi. (laughs) And then he stood there and he said, Santiago. I think the boy literally shut his pants. Mate, I'm (laughs) sweating for him. I looked at him and I felt bad as a mom. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. And then the, the guy said to him, why did your mom bring you? And he said, I took. And I said, you took? No, 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 no. Use the correct word. And then he said, I stole. Uh, before that, the guy told me, like, the cells are empty. Do you want me to show him a cell? And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> so then he was like, okay, do you know what happens to thieves? And then he was like, yeah, they go to prison. Have you seen a prison? No. Okay, let me show you. Me and my husband were going with him, but I felt like I couldn't cry. Like, I knew I couldn't cry. I kept saying to myself, Lisa, you brought him here, you can't cry. You have to be strong and you have to see it all the way through. And I said to him, Santi, this is what happens when you steal. Él es la autoridad 
and you have to listen. Okay, mi amor, yo te perdono, but I have to give you this life lesson. And then all I could do is dig my nails on my husband's arm. He was like, mommy, and then he was like, look at this, and there's a camera, and we will be watching you when you do a poo, when you do a wee, and then you don't even get a mattress. You have to sleep on that. Basically, he showed him the whole set. He's like, I will never want to see you here because that's not a good thing. When he gave him the lecture. And then he came home. And then the next day, I woke him up early and I took him to the shop. Oh, and I said, you're going to give it back. And then I spoke to the manager and I was like, listen, like, can you help me with this? And then she was like, yeah, uh, I am very disappointed that you stole from my shop. Like, let me tell you, you're banned. I don't ever want to see you here again because you're underage. I'm going to have to ban your mom as well. And then we came home. We spoke about it. I was like, listen, you've got There's two ways. You could have upset, aceptado el no que yo te dije, but no. You decided to go to, through, through a different route. I'll take it. And then you had to go to police station. Then you had to give up the toy. And then you're grounded. And then you lose all ways. Or you could have aceptado el no. And then another day, you could have had it. Recently, someone, someone was with him and he said, oh, let's take this. And then he's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the boy said, why? And he's like, why? What happened? He's like, mommy, do you remember what happened to me when I stole? And then I was like, oh my gosh, like you remember that? I've never taken anything and I will never will. So that was a life lesson he learned. It really is a life lesson. And actually, you said your son's now 14, 15? Yeah, he's going to be 15. Let's be real. Kids nowadays, they seem to be getting younger and, and wild, like more wild for some reason. I don't remember being as wild as some of the 14, 15 year olds nowadays, but you know for some people maybe the action you took might have been quite strict and maybe too much but for him it's work and if he remembers it and it's enough to deter him from doing it again we've had disagreements with my family because it's like for example there's there's things that I don't tolerate and my mom and dad are more lenient kind of thing and then I was like hold on when I was growing up usted me han como rata like amen you will beat the crap out of me if With I whatever they found con la chanta, con la correa, you <laughs> name it, they hit it. and I ground him and then you're like no you can't do that mm. what's that about you're gonna cause the like, child trauma that's that's what my parents say to me and I'm like mate you nearly killed me and I'm here standing pretty well mama I love you I think personally children need discipline religiously it says it in the bible discipline your child if you love your child, discipline your child. And it also says, if you don't discipline your child, your child will put you to shame. He's 14 and he's like, mommy, if, he's gonna, if he goes out, is with my permission and I know where he is. And it's like, he's got, he's got a phone because my husband decided to give him a phone. But until, la until last year, he had a Nokia. Like the old brick phones that the battery lasts for weeks. So now he's got a smartphone and I have parental control over his phone. And if he's rude or anything, the phone gets taken off immediately. And I compare him to other school friends or whatnot. It's that he calls me, mommy, I'm on the bus. Where he leaves the house, mommy, I just got the bus. Mommy, I'm getting off the bus. Mommy, I got to school. Mommy, I left school. Mommy, I'm getting off the bus. And then he appears at home. Oh, mommy, I've got detention or stuff like that. Because the boy's not perfect. But... Yeah. He's controlled, like, we, he, he's got bedtimes, he, he has all these rules. 
And like my my husband's children don't like coming here because there's too many rules. But you know what? Listening to like your rules just sounded like it's reminded me of how I was brought up really. I didn't have a phone until quite later on and the same thing. I remember begging my parents to allow me to get on the bus so I could go to, to school and I remember my dad saying to me when you're older you'll understand how silly you sound asking me to get on the bus when you can literally have someone drop you and pick you up from school and obviously the older I got the more I realised I was stupid. Why was I asking my parents to get on a bus? <laughs> but that just sounds normal to me and my upbringing yeah i'm very old-fashioned he says to me mommy can i go to so-and-so's house no santi yo me prefiero aguantar a todos sus amiguitos en mi casa because i know what what they're doing as to me not knowing where you are it's like he's brought friends here i'm like does your mom know you're here no no it's absolutely fine no 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 you call your mother and you tell her that you're here that santi i don't like going to your mom your mom's always grassing us up <laughs> It's like they come to my house, mommy. Can they have Wi Fi password? No, they can't have Wi Fi password. It's like, no, sorry. Do you think you follow that because the way you were brought up? Do you think you take your parents as an example on maybe how to? Yes, I know. Like, my mom and dad were very strict with me, and I've got three brothers. We were all brought up in a strict way, but throughout my teen years, my dad owned a nightclub and they kind of. No, I'm not going to judge them or anything, but because I loved it, I got up to nonsense. That's why I feel pregnant at 17, 16. Obviously, I think it's also me looking at my life and what I did, and I don't want him to go through it. And I don't want him to make the same mistakes I did, and I don't want him to do half of the things I did. My mom and dad come from a farm in Colombia, and I don't remember my mom talking to me about my period or anything, but I've had the talk with my daughter because I remember when I had my, my period mm. for the first time, I thought I was dying. My mum never, oh, but that's more because of that Colombian culture, la mujer es muy machista kind of thing. Some mums find it hard to open up. And I remember I never used to tell my mum anything. But I have that open relationship with both of them. It's like my son comes up to me and tells me this, this and this happened. And I give him advice and no, Santi, that you can't, you can't be doing stuff like that. And then we also took teach him about the bible and we say pero santi in the bible it says this and we show it to him as to where it says it and so we're trying to bring him up different it's like my mom and my dad brought us up like um my brothers never did anything it was always me the one that had to learn how to cook i had to learn how to iron i had to learn all, everything like they come here and they laugh at him because he has to do loads i don't want him to be useless he has to do his own bed he has to iron his own uniform but it's not just him my daughter's 10 and she irons her own uniform and teaching them values and teaching them because they, they can't always depend on, on a woman and the day that she gets married she knows that her her husband can also do things like my husband cooks my husband sometimes irons the clothes and it's equal kind of thing it's about setting boundaries as well because like you say you're you're letting your daughter know that it's not a woman's job to be stuck in the kitchen I feel like with me I I in a house with just boys there was a time where obviously because I get home from work and I go straight to the kitchen to make them food and stuff I did kind of see that my cheese more in my kids because he would always be like ma go make me food he's only five well he was four at the time but I used to think that's really hurtful because that like, your dad is sitting right there why could you not ask him Pero claro, in his mind, it's like, well, you're always in the kitchen. My dad's always sitting down. Why would I ask anyone else? And he actually said that to us. And my, it kind of like was like a, like a shell shock to my husband's sister because he was like, 
Joe, but it's good. Your mom, your mom's not la sirvienta. And he was like, but daddy, you're always sitting down, you know. My mommy's always in the kitchen. What are we teaching him? And it's funny you say that because we've got um, a robotic hoover. And we, por instinto, we called it consuelo. You know, family guy and everything. And like the maids in the películas are always like a Mexican. Novelas. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's consuelo. And then my son immediately came in and he was like, what? No, why does it have to be a woman? And I was like damn boy he was like yeah let's just call it buddy it doesn't have to be a girl or a boy it's just buddy goes down to what you said it's teaching them a life lesson rather than you know like i could have flipped out every time he's always like ma go make me something to eat ma do this do that but it's setting boundaries it's what teaches them throughout life like if he's only used to seeing one person in a kitchen how's he gonna know any different and that's what i tried to explain to my husband i was like so where where's the the dad figure doing that too for him it's not that and we haven't set in place also you have to do this so i understand when you say teaching him from young and teaching your daughter because now she has an expectation and she won't settle for less which is very good and every human being in the world should be raised like that don't get me wrong it's like i do teach her like if i'm at home all day I'll cook, but just as dad goes to work, so do I. So whoever comes home first cooks. Exactly, yeah. Like my husband's one that loves his breakfast in bed. And sometimes the kids cook it or I cook it and they bring it up to dad. It's like when I, because I work in a school and that's another thing. Like schools are bad for children. (laughs) (laughs) They had this, the children rights. They pushed that a lot on children. Children's got the right to be listened to. Well, fair enough. It's true. But children have the rights not to be here. Children have all these rights. They're like 60 something rights. That doesn't help as a parent. Yeah. Came home one day, he said, mom, you know, I've got rights. I was like, mate. And for me, it's actually quite hard because I, I'm against it. So I've, I've literally told them in school, I am not going to teach children about rights. Like, because I put myself in that position and I don't like my children to be taught this. There's one that's just ridiculous. It's like, if you're talking about that particular child, the child has to be there present. Like that's the child's right to be there and to listen what the parents talking about them. This yeah. is just for adults. Mm. Yeah. It's like, so I, that's what I kind of tell them. Like, <laughs> I work in a primary school and, and it's scary because you look at children in year six and they're already having knives and having all these things. And you think to yourself, oh my days, if this is a child in year six, I don't even want to imagine a children in secondary schools. Like I work in Tottenham and we've had, in, and, and we had an incident like a few years ago, like two years ago that a child brought a, a knife into school and we were like into primary school wow but again it goes down to what you've said Lisa that it's the upbringing if you're not giving them life lessons and it's I I think as parents we can often agree that sometimes we get so caught up in the fast pace of the life that we live in I work nine to five my kids are away I don't spend all that time with them I come home I'm obviously exhausted from working so my patience is very thin. And if I've had like a shit day at work, I automatically bring that in. Although I try not to, but you already come okay, like your paciencia just ya ido during the day. And again, I think in, in a sense, it's unfair on your children because I've had moments where, you know, say my son riega algo and I'm so fed up with it. Because you know when it's like, you can see a cup and you're, they're playing and I'm like, Joel, vas a regar eso. 
no, 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 it's okay. Yo, el pajarriga, take it away and you can carry on playing. No, but it's okay. And then he does it, obviously, because I've repeated myself and it's like I'm a psychic and I can see it happening. And then it happens, so I just lose my shit. But then I calmly think about it. I'm like, if I knew it was going to happen, why not just take it out from the equation in the first place? So you start thinking rationally, like, you know, why am I disciplining him when he's a four-year-old, three-year-old, five-year-old, whatever year, and I know that I can take this away so X scenario doesn't happen? But because I'm tired and, you know, I just want bedtime, like I get home like at five, 5.36 and I just want them to go to bed straight away. So where's the time that, like, you know, normally you'd say you have kids to spend time with them, but that time is very limited. In terms of that, some of those parents, like, you know, we don't know if they work even at nights because I don't know, you say like the area you work in, do you not sometimes ask yourself these little kids and little gangs that you see on the streets and you think, I'm sorry, some of them look like they're six years old and you're like, why are you outside? Where's your mum? Now with children, they don't, parents don't have time because they have ridiculous hours to be able to support their families. So parents don't even know what the children get up to. Me personally, I, Santi llega a la casa and he has something that we, we, we haven't given to him. So, oh, a friend gave it to me. What friend? Give me your friend's number. And I tell him, mate, I've been there, I've done that and I've got the t-shirts. If your mate gave it to you, you give me your mate's number, but I want to talk to your mate's mom. And he's like, pero mama. I'm like, no, you don't bring here nothing that we don't give you. Like, that's the thing that we've told him. Like, we literally don't accept that. And I've told him, it's like, whatever's in this house, it's not yours because you haven't paid for it, but it's yours because we give it to you. And whenever we want, we can take it away. And I make sure that they know that. It's yours, but it's mine. It's, I don't yeah. know if I'm... Yeah, no, no, yeah, it makes sense. The day that you go off to work... And we tell him, you can be 30, you can be 40, but if you still live in our house, you follow our rules. And he can't close the bedroom door. The bedroom door always has to be open at all times. His phone at night has to be in my room. <laughs> so it's stuff like that. But with her as well, it's like she's not allowed the phone in her room. But she, like I said, like she's a bit more sensible because she knows how hard he's had it and that we don't in a way we don't put up with any bullshit that comes from him it's like no santi you know my husband tells him because he's very smart with everything because obviously even though we give him rules and there's boundaries kids are going to push it to see where where they're going to be able to get up to we always end up talking about this that our parents were so strict on us and we have friends that their parents were even more strict and those friends literally got lost in the wrong path of life for example if i'm talking on my perspective i had friends parents that would say don't go out with jess jess is bad influence i had one parent say to my mom the devil is going to take jessica because I got caught bunking once because, I don't know, I had lots of friends coming to visit me at my house. My mum never used to let me go to other people's houses. So all my friends used to come to the door, literally. We used to do visitas on the street of the, my door. But I was always like upfront with my mum about these things. Obviously, there's things that you don't tell your parents. And because there's so many rules applied to you that you just think, oh, they won't know. And then I had the friends that they were so strict, they would couldn't even breathe. and 
if you ask them now, they were the friends that had, you know, kids at 14, they, you know, they're drugs, they're literally the worst people. So don't you think like, if you reflect this on your situation, doesn't that scare you a bit of you can control as much as you can inside your house, but what happens outside is beyond you, beyond your control. No, totally. And, and I say, I, I say a lot, I could, I could talk for my children in my house and when they're with me outside, I don't know. It's like, mom still don't know half of the things I did and what I got up to. But then the, the way I try to do it is I think the more you can try to, I, I speak to him a lot about me. Like Santi, I messed up big time. Like, I don't want you to go f- through the same road that I did. I, like, I had you when I was 16. I, I speak to him very openly. Like, I tell him, it, like, a few months ago, I said to him, Santi, usted tiene que colocar mucho cuidado porque su amiguito allá abajo ya embaraza. So, usted, <laughs> like, and then he was, ay, mommy, don't say them things. I was like, mate, that's, it is what it is. And then I said to him, and you have to think about it. You bring a child to this world. I was, and I told him, where's your dad? Do you want your child to be, to, to, to have the relationship you have with your father? No, mama. I'm sorry. And then that's, that's something you have to think about. He's not my husband's son, but my husband's, my husband's had him since he was two. So he's literally, he's that kind of thing. Like he's raised him. So it, it has it has been hard, and I tell him, Santi, it's not easy bringing up a child when you're when you're a child yourself and you don't have a clue. But then you can't control it, but you can only have faith in God that He's going to do the right thing. And the way I see it is that He tells me, like, I have a problem with seven sisters. I I was brought up in seven sisters. Like, you see guys smoking weed outside. And, and everything and that's normal like everywhere you go now you see people smoking weed so I don't let him go there and when I go I go in and back out and then I, I tell him like si usted se daña es porque a usted le dio la gana not because you saw a bad example in me or your dad no he calls my husband dad on your dad because I've taught you different I've shown you what could happen and I always talk to, I always take him to the extreme of how things can happen. And I think that it's very important for me. And I think it's, it's worked so far is learning their trust. So entonces, disciplina, pero con la disciplina tiene que haber amor. So to have a balance, he doesn't fit because I remember I, I was growing up and I thought, I all I get is hits. They weren't probably so affectionate. And then when you're 14, you're very stubborn. And when you're 15, even worse. And then like friends, you think, and you're, and you're seeing your friends go out and all this, but then that's, I look at him now and he's 14 and he hasn't done half of the things. Well, I think he hasn't done half of the things I did at that age. Like he still goes out with me. And I, at 14, I didn't want to go out with my mom and dad. Like, bye. He's more, open so i try to change the relationship i have with him i was going to ask you you know going back to the point where you said um the whole police situation you obviously hit him right so would you not say that because obviously you've you've said that you're teaching him a life lesson and i completely agree like it for me during the story i was like at what point is she going to stop but 
if you look at it fast forward in years now and you ask him now, it's worked because it's stuck with him. Others will say, you know, it's trauma. But for me, it's like, it's a good trauma because you now know the consequences that this shit will bring you. Because like you say, your little friends will influence you to do nonsense because that's just how it happens, you know? And at the age that he's at, he will ride and die for his friends. But they also need to understand that these friends are not specifically going to be your friends in the future because... Look at me. My friends are at school. Nowhere to be seen. No, and it's the thing. Like, when you're at the worst point in your life, where are those friends? So had the if they do something bad and the police catch them, his friends are without a doubt not going to back him. Everyone will literally echarle la culpa a él just to get out. But my question in that is, when you show your child what is appropriate behaviour, so what you've done, like, you know, taking him through the path of, you know, this is bad and these are the consequences, you provide security that comes from, like, loving, like you say, but firm boundaries and expectations that you set down during his life, right? But if you then hit him, isn't that going against, you know, you've already taught him that, but it just kind of takes back and it teaches your child that when you do something bad, you can automatically do the hitting because that's what you're doing. So, you know, if if, if in the future, because it's an interesting question because I was having a conversation today. I was like, when you, digamos, like, like I've said before, you, you, you're in a stressful situation and you retaliate and you just hit but you're teaching your child that in a stressful situation that's the right thing to do I, I get what you're saying but I've taught him I don't hit him I discipline him when you say hit it sounds like maltrato like abuse yeah and I'm not abusing my child I'm teaching him something and there's consequences to what you're doing so there's always going to be a consequence either good or bad yes I disciplined him and I took him to the extreme of the picture, but that was something that stayed in his mind. And I've, and I've always told him like, I'm not hitting you because I remember one time he said, because his dad was like, Usted nunca se vaya a pegar de su mamá. And he, said, he turned around and said, Usted me está pegando. And I said, no, 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 no. You do something bad y yo te disciplino. Que son dos cosas completely different. Una cosa es disciplinar y otra cosa es pegar y maltratar. Because cuando uno pega, uno maltrata. Y yo no te estoy pegando a maltratar. Yo te estoy disciplinando. But, but my question is there. Where, cuando, like, digamos, when you're angry, say, like, maybe in this point, I don't know if you were still very... Like, because, obviously, you kind of guilt trip yourself and you question your parenting because it's like, yo, como usted dice, you're not... Se no le enseñado esto a él for him to do these things. So when he does do something like that, automatically you get angry so do you hit, well, do you discipline with anger or without, without anger? anger. Okay. It's like, muchas veces lo hemos querido disciplinar and I'm fuming. Like, y yo espero que se me pase la rabia because uno con rabia le puede hacer daño. Exactly. That, that's where I was kind, kind of was going because if you're, when you're, again, like going to my point where because we're so tired nowadays, sometimes we, we like, la chispa inside of us just kind of like goes with anything like you're calling them and they don't listen and then you just scream and you're like why do you not hacer caso so sometimes 
I feel like, because I know a few people at any given chance, it was kind of like on the verge of like, like matar, if that's, that's something you can say. Like I've experienced it firsthand within my family, you know, like the abuse was bad, like very bad. So like, I, I agree with everything. Like, and I think me and you, Lisa, we had a conversation on, on disciplining kids and why those people that say, you know, hitting and stuff is, is bad. But you look at the generations now and they're just getting worse and worse because of, of all, the, all the privileges you say they have. You know, and if it's taught at school, like you say, Claro, they come home and like, you know, oh, you can't hit me because I'm going to call the police. So it's like, wait, hold on, you're taking the authority. I brought you into this world. There's a really close case, like where a friend of, of us is going through. He's never disciplined his, his children. And then his daughter was re- getting really rude. And she shouted a bunch of stuff at him. She she's literally hit her mother. If I ever even Mate, dreamed that really of. Hit home. <laughs> oh my god! If I would roll my eyes at my parents, oh my god! But this is the thing that I say: when we were growing up, we couldn't even like look at our parents bad. They just looked at us, and we kind of knew. Okay, Santi, this is Santi's. And he knows. So Haley, and she knows that nah, I'm not gonna do it anymore because my mom's my mom's <laughs> so she's literally hit her, like she scratched her mum. She was being really rude to, to to her dad and her her dad turned around and slapped her. The little girl called the police on her dad. Well she's not so little, she's fifteen. So basically I was thinking, okay, if I was in that situation, like and I spoke to Santi about it. I was like, Santi, if you were to put your hands on me. He's like, no, mommy, I, I, it would never cross my mind. Santi, what happens if we were to slap you in your mouth? He would be like, I, I, what, what happens if you were to be rude, like really rude, and we went pachang in your mouth? He's like, I would, yo me quedo callado. Like, I would be, I mismo sé que tengo que callar. And we said, okay. But the, the girl carried on. Like, she kept shouting things like that. So her dad hit her again. And then she rang. He hit her, like, twice. And he rang the police on him. On her, on him. And so the, so, the whole social services situation, um, that you need to listen to your child. And you have to be, uh, you have to negotiate with your child. And you have to let your child, um, basically what they said was, you have to let the child do whatever they want. When they, when they were telling me, I was like, oh, really? And then I was like, mira. And then, and then all of a sudden, mm, so she, she, I think she was aggressive again to her mother. And the police was rang. And then she said that she took some medication. So then the focus of the child hitting her mother wasn't a focus anymore. It was on her because she had taken some medication. And I said, hold on, so where, where does it go that the child's hitting the mother and nothing's being done about it, but the father hits the, ch- the child because it's being rude and nothing's happening about it. Like, oh, and he, there's a big issue and they put um, restriction orders and they put all this sort of stuff. But then the child, so you're telling, the, the way I got the picture is that you're telling children, youths, you can do whatever you want. You've got all of support and your parents can't lay a hand on them do you know what it's actually one of the things we were mentioning when we wanted to do this episode was about the changes in in the law in the uk and i read about a little bit about it and 
a thing that really stuck with me was reasonable smacking but how do you measure reasonable smacking what does reasonable smacking even mean and to think that i know i think i don't know if in england it's passed but i think in in scotland they've banned smacking so you know as a parent you're you're kind of thinking okay let's say i do have a child who seems to be going off the rails and i'm i'm trying my hardest to to you know put him back on the right track but you know the way i've been brought up because that's the other thing cultural upbringing is different you know we're here kind of all agreeing and we have kind of very similar upbringings but when we come to this country how our parents were brought how our parents brought brought us up to some people might sound like abuse like you know we we look at each other and i think we turned out pretty much okay but then it's it's not just in in the uk it's also happening in colombia yeah in, in yeah, colombia tell you you can't hit your children that is a trauma mama i love you it's that i go to parents evening and to be honest the only thing i'm uh, i'm interested about is how he is of so that if he's rude towards the teachers so if they tell me oh he didn't do homework oh i know he didn't do homework he never does but i ask them like is he ever rude to you like uh verbally rude no no he's very he's very respectful okay that's obviously it's like now he has to do work and, now, and i push him santi you need to do it but it's like i don't know he has this thing he never studies for a test i don't know how he does it he gets top marks do you think between you and your husband you know one is stricter than the other or you're both kind of on the same page like we have the same beliefs and the same values as to what discipline is and it's like when he's disciplining i don't get involved and we make sure that when one's doing it the other one doesn't get involved even if i don't agree with it i don't get involved because i don't think it's good for them to see that there's a division between me and my husband and then when when he's finished or whatnot I go, do you know what, baby? I I don't agree with what you just did because this and whatever reason. Or he tells me, do you know what? Te pasaste un poquito because it wasn't necessary. So my husband's a bit more negotiable. I I'm more the typical Colombiana que yo grito, ay, ¿qué está? ¿Por qué no está haciendo esto? And I kind of, and that's one thing Santi does not like. Like Santi hates me shouting. So so it comes to a point that. Mommy, but es que tú gritas mucho. Okay, Santi, I'm going to try not to shout so much. And then I tell him, but you bring me to the point that I need to shout because you're not listening to me. He's like, okay, mommy, I'm going to work on that. So we come to an agreement that we're both going to work in the things that we like and we don't like about each other because we kind of, I sit him down a few months ago, we, we decided to sit down and I said, Santi, let's write what we like about each other and what we don't like about each other. So he was like, mommy, don't, you don't trust me. Mommy, you don't let me go out. Uh, Santi, and I, then I give him my reasons as to why I don't let him go out. Santi, porque me temor que vayas a hacer estupideces or someone influence you or you might wrong time wrong place wrong time and you probably get stabbed or i don't know stuff like that and then he's like mommy i don't like that you shout too much uh, santi uh, because you bring me to that point and then we kind of negotiate i was like i'm gonna try not to shout as much but then you have to help me by not provoking me would you not say that because i remember uh hearing this at work um because it was like a whole dilemma on like the the smacking and shouting situation and I remember hearing a, a lady talk about that if you can't manage your own anger or frustration 
in a positive and healthy way that your kids will take that as an example and won't stay calm in situations that make them angry and um, you're not giving your child basically a good example on how to behave it goes both hands with like smacking and and shouting because they say like in the future if they're put in like an uh, awkward situation where they don't feel you know comfortable with they can take that on as you know what I need to shout because this is the way I've been taught to negotiate or like express my feelings when they're overwhelmed because I I mean I like I can say like I shout a lot in my house because I I don't tend to hit well I do it's not your go-to yeah it's not my go-to like I try to speak and but again like I've mentioned my patience is very 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 low but now like I'm working on you know I shout and then after I kind of think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or like, like you say, like you talk with your partner and they're like, mm, yeah, there wasn't the way to go about it. Um, but I did hear that because I remember um, it was like a workshop at work and they did say, you know, how are you teaching to deal your, how are you teaching your children to deal with certain situations if all you do is scream? I, I, I necessarily don't think it's, it's true, but... You, in a sense, it can kind of teach your child. Well, cause my my kid screams, and I'm always like, "Oh, Joy, why are you screaming?" He's like, "You scream." I'm like, "Okay, never mind." I get that part. It's also teaching them about how to react in situations. He he's the opposite of me. It's that like I shout, he doesn't shout. I feel like it's um, it's it's down to personality as well. Yeah. Um, it a lot of it um because. You know, we're always taught the right and the wrong. You know what the right is. If You know, like you were saying um, about your son, you choose to go the wrong way. That's on you, boy, because I taught you. I taught you and I gave you the example. With the shouting, um, I feel like because all of us as mom have to deal with the most littlest things that annoy us from way in the morning, we're just bound to just shout. I think that's just in us. And the what Erica was saying about, you know, this is what you're teaching your child. This is why I'm saying it comes to you like my partner you know he comes from a a home full of love but his mom will just shout like lose his patience like all of us do but he's not a shouter and he always says to me like oh Jess like stop shouting like not everyday shouting you know and it's just like and I know and I don't like that about myself but in, in that moment I'm just like like a switch like I'm just it's like my swag now boy she can shout (laughs) <laughs> literally <laughs> um, and I think yeah. it's more like a girl thing a woman thing Mama's code. in the way that they start growing up you you kind of start disciplining them in different ways it's like uh, my son loves different stage time. yeah it's like my son loves family time so um, something that upsets him like we try to watch a family film every week and when we don't do it that really gets to him because he likes that time. When he's talking to you, he wants you to stop everything that you're doing. So that's where the love com- comes in. So it's not just discipline and shouting and this. No, it's giving him them little, them little things that he likes, like spending time t- together, watching, listening to his stories and his things. And those, it's not all bad, bad, but my mom shouts, my mom disciplines me, my mom takes away my phone and she, she grounds me. No, it's, it's sometimes the little things that he, he values a lot. Like, or when he gives an idea and you take it into consideration 
he loves that. I think above all things, it's like discipline, but with love, you know, if you're always going to be hitting your child, if you're always going to be shouting at the child, they're going to have this resentment towards you. And they're going to say, why am I even going to ask for permission if they're going to say no anyway? So I'm just going to go and do my thing. But if you're, if you're balancing out, like, you know, this is why you don't do these things and communicating and having that relationship with them, I think helps a lot. But again, there has to be a balance because some children will just take the piss and... Yeah, because I, I, I also, um, in that workshop, I, I spoke to you guys about, they did say that children who are smacked and who are constantly shouted at, they mostly feel fear, anger and sadness. And um, at times it can also lead to them losing trust in their parents because if you can't confine in someone because you're scared at their approach because, you know, one, if they've done something bad and you know that you can't go to them, it's an interesting one because, I mean, you always get like today when I was researching, you know, pros and that you never in this country, no one will ever tell you that, you know, the way we kind of were brought up is the way forward. And I did come across an article where it said, you know, some people will say, oh, well, my parents hit me and I turned out, okay, okay, apparently can know, okay, deep inside of us, there's a trauma. And then that's why we are now the shouters, the abusers and stuff, which I don't really think because, mate, my mum was, hmm, but I don't do that to my children. It influences you to not do it like that, maybe, yeah, or not to hit to them about everything. Because, yeah. you know, like uh, me, I was like, oh, can I do this? No, can I get this? No. But it was a lot of negotiation with my parents. They were like, you know, if you do this right, if you do this, you can get this. And, you know, when it started, when I got to the age of wanting to go out, they'll say, okay, you can go out, but you need to be at home at 10. I'll get home at like 11. And they'll be like, Jess, you're grounded. And, and now I'm like, shit, why did I do that? So with my sister, every time, like my sister, everything she wants and everything she asks, she, everything is yes for her. And I always tell my parents, she needs la chancla. Why did she never get here? Why, you know, why was I the abused one? And they were like, Jess, because we tell her to be home at 10 and she's here at 9.30. Like, and I was like, oh, damn it. Like, fuck, it was me that fucked up. But sometimes she does things that she gets away with and and... I asked them, I'm like, but you know, I did that and why? And then my dad at one point said, she's more um, emotionally affected than, than you were. And I look at him like, but how did you know I wasn't emotionally affected when I wanted to speak about things like about the period as well? I never had that conversation. I was in Tesco one day and I said, mom, I'm bleeding down there. What's happening? And she looked at me and she was like, oh my God, this can't be happening. Like, you're so young. And I was like, but they taught me this in school and conversation I, I flowed. I didn't taught that in school. Never did I. Your period? No, when I got my period the first time, it was in secondary school. And I remember going home and I told my mom, mom, I think I cut my, my cooker. And then she was like, what? <laughs> I remember my dad pissing himself because he was like, me has el periodo, and I was like, ¿Qué es el periodo? Because I was oblivious to the fact that we got that. It's so bad, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's crazy. I had the conversations at school, but again, in my family. It was I, like a taboo. Yeah, it was like a taboo. Like, it, or sometimes my mum would mention it, but it was like, oh, yeah, like really quiet. And my daughter, like, she's two. And, you know, this week I kind of came on, and 
she's at that age where she's starting to talk more and she came up and she um I took a pad out and she's like oh what's this and I was like baby this is a pad I know that what I'm telling her she probably has no idea but I was just like this basically women get it and I'm looking at her because I'm having a really big conversation with a not even two-year-old <laughs> but you know for me it's normal and I and I hope that you know I think what what we say you know our parents brought us up one way and now that we have children we may take some things that they did but we may take we may not take everything and we'll do things the way we think is best for our children so you know maybe my my mum and my dad not being as open with me about you know periods and other thing I hope to be more open with my daughter about it because it's it's a normal thing that will happen and I think for both a, a girl or a boy I I think it's it's natural to talk about these things but yeah it's interesting actually it's interesting thinking about this because like Jess and I we're still at the early stages I think we do in a way are already teaching our children the right and wrong things um and setting boundaries but it's a quite it's a quite a scary thing I think it's a lot of pressure for parents in a way to try and get things right when it comes to disciplining your children. But I think with discipline, you have to be constant. Mm. It's like, you can't give your child mixed signals. So, si hoy lo disciplinas, because they run out, tomorrow if they run out again, you discipline them. But if you if you discipline today for, he ran out, and tomorrow you let him run out and not bother they're gonna get mixed signals they're not they're not gonna understand what's happening as a parent like me and my husband have this conversation and we're like como padres no nos podemos cansar we're not allowed to be tired porque siempre van a estar ahí en cualquier momento they're gonna need us and it could be two o'clock in the morning and they got they could turn around and say i need to talk to you i'm going mm-hmm. through this situation I need to talk to someone to be constant about something it's very important like not to give them mixed signals because then they're not going to know what's right and what's wrong like today was okay tomorrow is not so they're not going to know i've got a friend that right now she's got a six-year-old and like i've known la niña de chiquita and like she's just like guys i i wasn't prepared for this like obviously the little girl has been so you know well-mannered and and now that she's approaching you know seven eight it's just getting worse and worse and it's kind of like it goes up in a curve and perfect behavior and then it goes back down and my friends has implemented extremely good morals so you think you know i've set the standard high for you to maintain it there but it's just going going down and as a parent like i said to you guys before you kind of question yourself like when did I go wrong? Like, when did this stop? Como dice usted, Luisa, like, you need to be constant with it. So at what point did I kind of blink and forget to do something? And we've touched on it again. We can control what happens at home. Most kids get these little attitudes and different behaviours from outside. Like, I remember I had una amiga. She would tell her mum to fuck off. <laughs> I remember I tried that with my mum, mate. <laughs> Un jarrón casi me lo quieren en la cabeza. Mamá was like, usted a mí, esa blanquita no vuelve a mi casa. And I was like, well, I am 20, how old am I? 28 years old. I can't even swear. And I still don't swear in front of my mom. If anything, I'll be like, oh, shut up. And, and even then I'm like, shut up. Like, I, <laughs> me pesa la lengua, I can't. 
because exactly. again you were always taught that you're you respect the adults you shouldn't be saying like you know it's just your values and morals and yeah. this is what Louisa was saying about when she goes to parents evening it's very important how are you treating your elders how are you treating the authority because if you're just you know being nice to me but outside it's like people are gonna say you know who's raising you like exactly what they're teaching you at home and they become that mirror of your parenting good girl i just want to say luisa thank you because there's been a lot of what you've said today that's kind of been an eye an eye opener a lot of the things that that you've mentioned you know we can relate to but we love to always just close out an episode by giving out a golden tip um and you've already mentioned quite a few but what would you say is kind of your number one for parents that are already in this journey and carrying on and for new parents? Me personally, I would say discipline, but with love. Not, yeah. not just discipline and discipline, because obviously that's when I think the child will be traumatised. A child that will be disciplined all the time. No, but to have that balance. And I think throughout as well, balance probably is just key and there is no wrong or right I guess as a parent you're on the journey and if you feel like maybe sometimes you're doing things wrong then you kind of rain you check yourself in don't you and then you think okay maybe next time I won't do things this way or you know you're always reevaluating your your way of parenting yeah. right I think at the end of the night you always find yourself reflecting on what kind of day you've had yeah and it's always good every single day you're going to learn and you know when Luisa's son is 30 he's gonna come and be like this and she's probably still gonna be disciplined like you know you should have done things better maybe with your wife or this or it's just gonna it's just an ongoing thing as a human being and it's again it's a life lesson you teach your child if you get it wrong you should always approach your child and apologize you know yeah make them aware you know I'm sorry that I did this like sometimes again tiredness maybe you've had a bad day any approach that you or you just got mixed signals of what the what was happening that you just go straight for it and you know because you're that person that you're trying to ground good rules and good um morals in your house you sometimes go off board and do things wrongly but it's really it's a really good thing to you know make up and try again and this obviously teaches your child a extremely valuable lesson and to actually say, do you know what? I messed up and I'm sorry. It's happened to me before. It's like, do you know what, Santi? Yeah, I'm sorry because I, I messed up. And he, he would just look at me like, okay, mom. And, and then I'm it's like, not you know that what? Deep. <laughs> and then I'm like, Santi, you know what? Mom, mom also makes mistakes. Yeah. And I've made loads. And I'm not perfect. I, I'll accept it. I'm sorry. And I want you to forgive me. So that also, was like, that teaches them, do you know what when i when i mess up i need to apologize as well if you don't accept that you're wrong it could give them a lot of pride as well like I'm, I'm, my mom's never wrong i'm never yeah. gonna be wrong kind of thing so it is important to put your head down when you know that you're wrong you know you're not always going to be right you're not always going to have all wins wins no you're going to lose some as well all right guys well thank you very much louisa for everything mama's cloud out Mwah. <laughs> Mama's code. My daughter made my son fall asleep. Does she want to come put me to sleep as well? <laughs> <laughs>